This is a HeadGum Podcast. The discussions on Robot Congress are for entertainment purposes and to help correct random people on the internet. Any law discussed is general commentary only and not to be taken as legal advice. Specific facts will always alter the case. Have a problem? Hit the gym and lawyer up. Hello and welcome to Robot Congress. I am Ryan Morrison, joined as always on my left by Allison Rothman, and on my very, very far right, all the way in New York, Austin Hoffman. Say hello. Do you actually know your orientation right now? Like, can you guarantee that I'm all the way to your right and not to your front or your left or your behind yeah, you? Turn around in a circle and then see what happens. I always do this podcast <laughs> facing due north. You know that, Allie. I would never right, well, stop and do a podcast. <laughs> it's bad luck or it's just bad for you. Hey, let's start off with a big congratulations. Allie, do you know anyone who got married this weekend? Marriage? <laughs> um, Marriage. Well, it certainly wasn't me. <laughs> it wasn't me either. So congratulations, Austin. All listeners, please clap in your car Muzzle and don't time. get in an accident. Oh, I thought we were going to congratulate Craig for getting married, but thank you, Craig. And thank you, everyone else. Yes, I did indeed have marriage and it was glorious. <laughs> And you and your now wife are truly the most unique couple I've ever met in my entire life. And to honor that, you had the most unique wedding probably ever. Uh, I told a lot of people about this wedding, and I I don't think a single person I told, and I didn't say it with any kind of tone. I just said, (laughs) yep, I'm going to this wedding. I don't think a single person didn't respond with, what the fuck? (laughs) So let's talk through it. So Austin, you, you got engaged three years ago. Yes. And the, back then, you guys decided you wanted a wedding on 2 2 2020, which is awesome. No, excuse me. You skipped it. It's oats. Thank you, Allie. Thank you. You're Allie. right. It's a, it's a palindrome date. It is 0202. Which hasn't happened in how long? 934 years. Yeah. Yes. And it won't it's, happen again for many more years. I don't know if it's 34, but I said it confidently. It's definitely over 900. Uh, but regardless, that's kind of a cool idea. But then you had to take it to Austin level. Two. Take it to the next level. A.M. That's right. A 2 a.m. ceremony on 0202-2020 and a 2 p.m. reception. Meaning, best case scenario, 2 (laughs) a.m. ceremony, everyone's in bed by 4, wakes up at noon, and heads over for a 2 p.m. reception. Uh, I was in the groom's party, lucky enough. Thank you, Austin. Yes, you are welcome. And and positive note, I mean, the whole thing was positive. It was a great experience. It's just going to be funny to go through. Uh, but Austin got us really, really cool grooms gifts uh, that I cannot bring through TSA. Uh, <laughs> six foot long swords expertly crafted that all had personal engravings on them. Yes, that's Mod- right. They have a full tang, which means that they, they, uh, they can be banged awesome. against things. But be careful because they're not tempered, which means that you shouldn't spar with them regularly. And you've memorized that because you've said that exact two lines nine times. And I don't know what a tang or a temper Are is. Are any of your groomsmen regularly sparring? Uh, well, I don't know. Somebody might think, man, this awesome sword has a full tang, and they might not remember that it's not tempered. The only uh, tang I know is that orange powder. That's Adrian. exactly what I my he he handed me the sword and he's like, careful, it comes with tang. And I was like, <laughs> sick. That'll that'll wake me up in the morning. Uh, but uh, interestingly I, enough, the, the beverage was named after a sword that happened to be glowing orange when the creator of Tang was realizing, hey, nope, this stuff looks pretty anyway, So and and funny enough, you yelled at me, nope, stop during your center ceremony. Uh, teaser, we'll get to that. Uh, but, but O'Connor, who was uh, the old co-host before Ali's time here, uh, you may remember him. Him and I were in the, the groom's party. And yeah, we were both handed swords and immediately started hitting each other with them. I, uh, that is what they're for, but not for stabbing because they're pointy. 
They were very pointy. We learned that the hard way. I definitely uh, lost you a security deposit in that house, uh, <laughs> but that's fine. Um, I, I know a good attorney if it gets to that. Uh, but anyway, so so at the groom's party was told to get there uh, at twelve thirty at night. The and then twelve thirty the next morning. So you know, not a lot of sleep, not a lot of uh, stuff going on. But you don't well, need sleep. You have to stand there and look I competent. I agree. So walk us through the event, Austin. What what was the the idea behind it? What was the theme? What did you want this to look like? Yeah, what was the dream? The dream was that Cynthia proposed to me on her birthday years ago, uh, and that she knew that I wanted a a longer engagement and that she just picked a date that she would be happy with. So that date, it, it was just because it was a palindrome. That's that's why it was a thing. And then it just skyrocketed into oblivion from there. And that's how we ended up with uh, 2 a.m. So let's see. The the day of, actually, God, the, the also, weeks before okay, Let me stop it. you there. Oh, goodness. When you guys decided to do this at 2 a.m., again, the palindrome date is awesome. It's a really cool thing. I also just am a nerd and love palindromes. So cool. But when you guys decided to do this at 2 a.m., was there any part of you that said this is nuts? Uh, we were fine with people not coming to the ceremony. And frankly, if it were just me, I wouldn't have done a 2 a.m. wedding because I... Well, that was obvious. It was very obvious that you didn't make a single decision for this Oh, no, I stayed out of it as much as possible. Do. No, yeah, this no. isn't like the stereotype of, oh, the husband didn't help. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to first go through, Ali how Austin described this wedding to me. And then I want Austin to describe the actual wedding. And then okay. I want you, Allie, to just jump in as, as she likes. Yeah, for the record, I wasn't there, but, but I've heard a lot about it. And you were invited. You just rudely did not come. Uh, <laughs> how dare you not fly across the country? Yeah. Uh, but to that point, Austin's right. Uh, because about we were all told about this. We were all told that we were in the groom's party. I was told specifically I was not in the groom's party because uh, you had too many groomsmen. And then uh, I was reinvited by someone else. So I thought it was a joke. Uh, and then about, what would you say, uh, <laughs> two weeks ago, I found out I was back in the groom's party? Yeah, that that's probably about right. Yeah, cool. Thanks for that. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, but, but Austin knew no, I was you in. You were the, the D-list. Yeah, no, well, Austin knew I was in the whole time, apparently, and just, yep. you know, didn't update us. Uh, so, so this is what we were told. We were told, first off, it was going to be in the woods. Then we to- were told it was going to be in someone's backyard. And that then we were told he found an Airbnb. Everybody listening to this <laughs> podcast, remember this is February in New York at two a.m. in the winter, in in a, in the woods for all. Oh, the it was purposes. fine. We were told there would be no alcohol. Then we were told that because of the complaints of no alcohol, they were going to make homemade light and dark wine because Austin drinks so very little that he doesn't know wine comes in white and red. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we didn't... It's not wrong. Yeah, no. so so we didn't know what to expect uh, showing up to this. Uh, everything was a mystery because Austin was so removed from the planning that told us nothing. And then we got there, and it was a beautiful mansion of a venue. Amazing masks, amazing cloaks. Everything was put together so nicely. Uh, there was a fully stocked bar with every drink you could want. Uh, it looked like endless. A lot of white Russian. It was a lot of white cloth for <laughs> sure. And no, Austin, you could not have gotten a white Russian at your own wedding. Uh, but it was, it was beautiful. And I don't know. I thought Austin was trolling us at first, but no, he was just as he was as involved as on this wedding as he is on outlines for this show. Allie. <laughs> <laughs> is that fair, Austin? Yeah, I would say that. I tried to stay out as much as much as possible. I only help uh, regarding with Cynthia. I only help when asked because otherwise I get in the way. 
which I totally understand and sympathize with Cynthia on. Uh, but it's <laughs> it was just funny being a guest to this wedding and having no idea what Jen was up. Did that was the care? idea. I surprised you. Did I not <laughs> care? No, I absolutely cared. It's I just I. I'm the other person in the relationship and I understand how to best help. Fair enough. But, but jokes aside, Austin and giving you a hard time because we were, we were all just kind of lost. It was actually kind of, I think what Cynthia wanted, where it was kind of a mysterious event. No one knew what to expect. Everyone was impressed when they walked in because the level of detail and care that I assume just she put into the masks <laughs> and the cloaks and even the swords from you. I mean, the, the personal engravings you wrote, we're great. I, I was. That's genuinely... what I did. Kind of like Susie and Monty's wedding, where it was a total mystery and nobody knew anything about it, and then they showed up, and it was an amazing, pleasant surprise. Yeah, it, it, I mean, this this to the umph degree though, because it, despite it also saying it would start at two a.m., the ceremony did not start till three thirty a.m. That's uh, because I could not see the bride, and nobody kept the bride at the prize of the times, which is what I usually do. So Austin's role in the in the relationship for those keeping tab at home uh, <laughs> are telling his wife the time and engraving swords. Yeah, that's that's about right. So, so wait, let me get this. So if you bought her a watch, that would cut your value in half. No, she already has a watch. She just oh doesn't my god, look Austin, at it. your 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 life your relationship is not long for this world, though. My uh, raison d'etre would be cut as long as she doesn't run out of swords. I guess because they need engraving. Yeah, um, but, but I know the perfect things to put on swords. But so, what did you put on my sword? Uh, oh gosh, uh, what was it? Uh, a friendship tempered by the fires of Wow and Dota. Right, which because Austin and I almost ended our friendship over Austin's inability to stand in the fire in World of Warcraft and just die to environment. And yes, <laughs> I I have fond memories of of Ryan being <laughs> in the same room with me as we were both on our computers down. and he would be flipping out because I kept standing in the boss fire. <laughs> <laughs> I vouched for him to join this raid guild and then he lets me down. No, but... What did you put on O'Connor's? Uh O'Connor's I put it was something of a Dungeons and Dragons in joke, uh, a friendship that not even Levistus can save you from. Levistus is is an ice fiend from hell uh that saves trapped Austin Alley knows who Levistus is. Of course, yeah, yes. Why are you explaining this to me? <laughs> well, that's for our, that's for our viewers. Stop mansplaining Levistus to Alley. No, I'm kidding. Of course, Alley doesn't know. I don't know either. But that's that's awesome. What, what would you have put on my sword? <laughs> uh, it took me a while to. It took me a while. Oh to think no! Of come on, improv master. What would you have put on Alley's sword? I put a lot of thought into these. It wasn't just improv. Just follow your heart for Alley's. What would you put? Greater than all the Roths that came before man. <laughs> You missed out, Al. You should have been there. Uh, no, but in all seriousness, it was it was a lot of fun, and it was good kind of meeting up with everyone because there was no pre-party or area to go. There there was no hotel block even. You know, we had we were very much left to fend for ourselves, but that was fun. Like, we all got, found a steakhouse and got drinks together. Like Hunger Games? Yeah, but then people were basically blacked out by the ceremony. Yeah, uh, I really should have yeah, given you guys the swords saw, before that. Uh, yeah, what it looked like. <laughs> yeah, definitely half half of the uh, half of the groom's party, if not half of the entire wedding, was absolutely obliterated by the ceremony. Uh, but it was fun. Also, it was great. We didn't think to have food at the at the the ceremony because why would you was... think to have food when you didn't even think to have a hotel block or anything else? <laughs> well, ex well, excuse me, because that might have helped people be less hammered. However, it didn't prevent people from going into the food that was prepared for the next day anyway, or the same day, you know, but later in that day. 
Yeah, no, that's so what happened was people were so hungry and starving because, of course, it was a wedding and everyone assumed there would be. They food. started foraging. For uh, so literally, yeah, and Greek your food. father, Austin, was the one who opened up a cabinet and found a bunch of uncooked cinnamon buns. And that's what we all ate. <laughs> oh, <laughs> they, no. they were cooked cinnamon buns. Stop they exaggerating. Were, whatever. They were in a they were like Entenmann cinnamon buns in a tin. They were from Costco. They were co- most of the things, by the way, were from Costco. And I got to say, this episode is not brought to you by Costco, but they're pretty good. No, they weren't. And it's not brought to you by Costco. <laughs> but the catering the next day was great. It was just very, it was very funny that, that yeah, everyone showed up absolutely obliterated after drinking for nine hours. Uh, and then there was, uh, no, we no also, green. we also didn't think that people were going to crack into the booze that night, but that also happened. Oh, Austin. Austin told people to get there at 1230. Nothing started until 330. There was no photography me, or me. anything. What did you expect people to do? I, our, our wedding party. That is our my four groomsmen and the one bridesmaid. Were what did you want us to, get to there do at for four hours? You were supposed to. You're supposed to be oh, friends. You expect them to and be sober wait. and enjoy your in, in, enjoy this moment in your life. I you didn't realize just... that everyone would pre-party and they'd show up having a good time. I, I mean that that's the most mind blowing thing of all of this to me is that you you gave no one a pre-party or plan or dinner and and expected us to just like sit in a room for seven hours. Listen, I accepted orders from the person above and next to me which was cynthia and that Don't was cynthia. That i can absolutely you know your that. friends but anyway i mean there was alcohol there so we there opened was. it up and we continued to drink and it was a joyous merry, merry time uh but so one thing that you you told us all to do was come up with a love passage for your your ceremony and we were all going to, to speak uh o'connor said led zeppelin's lyrics i had a poem uh uh-huh. yeah uh-huh uh-huh you had uh, what now I I made you write me something, which was awesome, but I couldn't remember it. And you told us about two minutes before the ceremony that we had to memorize it. And mine was too long. So I came up with uh, another poem instead. Austin, do you want to recite it? Yeah, you stood up and you started rickrolling us. I did not. I did not rickroll you. I stood up and I said, never going to let you down. Never going to. I didn't remember the lyrics. I don't remember them now, but I basically got it close enough. And Cynthia laughed and loved it because she's the good one in the relationship. And you said, "Stop it! No, start over." <laughs> you didn't remember the li- you didn't remember the lyrics to the Rick Rolling, and you couldn't remember the two sentence thing that I wrote that you said it speaks to me. I'm going to use that instead of googling something else about love. I didn't Google something else. I I, I genuinely meant it. Rick, the Rick Roll was important. Uh, never going to yes. give you up. Never going to let you down. Never gonna desert you. you. You you forgot a line. Did I? How does it go? Never anyway, the other yeah, the other love lines. Yes, because Cynthia wanted to say something about love, whether it be a quote or a line or a poem or whatever. And you rickrolled because you couldn't remember the the thing that I wrote, which I mean I probably couldn't tell. But it, it was, wasn't a rickroll because a rickroll insinuates trolling and unhappiness. I was saying it from a place of love. That's that's nice. So somebody <laughs> that's nice and that's bullshit <laughs> yeah uh let's see my my brother uh gave a lord of the rings line and then uh the uh the other the other groomsman uh was was kind enough to deliver something from twilight which actually cynthia was quite happy with unlike me being unhappy with your rickrolling well i i was saved by someone in the crowd because i freaked out i couldn't i couldn't memorize your passage in two minutes notice so uh one way, of our one of our that not not true. One of our mutual friends texted me though, and he said, "Rickroll, Rickroll, like you've never rickrolled before." And it was it had to happen. You know so what? It didn't that, matter. The ceremony was great anyway. And it was, and I, your your 
now brother-in-law did a great job. He was ordained through the Universal Life Church, correct? Yes, he was. So let's talk about... Shout out to Pedro. Are you married? Are, are I married? Yes. Are uh, you married? This was uh, something that we had to look at also as we were going to be getting married because some states in like like Suffolk County where we got married has some weird stuff. Most states are cool with uh, with Universal Life Church marriages. So Universal Life Church is like the the internet minister, right? Yeah. So let's let's talk about it. The, the Universal Life Church is a despite having church in its name, it is not affiliated with Catholicism or Christianity. It's a non-denominational religious organization founded in the 60s under the doctrine, do that which is right. They have one religious rule, and it is try to do what is right. Uh, The Universal Life Church on their website advocates for religious freedom, offering legal ordination to becoming a minister for a small fee, or in many cases free of charge, to anyone who wishes to join. Uh, for we've referenced it many times on this sh- this show before. Uh, I even did O'Connor's wedding to keep bringing him up. I am an ordained minister through the Universal Life Church. And what's your title? I am Time Lord. Uh, uh, yes, and Pedro was Jedi Knight. Yeah, and so I chose Time Lord a, over a decade ago when I first got ordained, not knowing what that was. I, I had never still have never seen what do you mean hold on take a step back you can choose what you're called you can choose one of a thousand titles uh because you don't have to be minister however as we're going to get into i never wrote time lord on a marriage certificate i only wrote minister because i didn't want the county clerk to bounce something back uh so little uh little voodoo there at the end i've changed my title officially to minister at the universal life church i've done 13 weddings my ex-girlfriend was a wedding photographer so i got invited to Quite a few ceremonies for people I, I even did not know. I can say, though, Allie, all 13, still married. I have 100% uh, success, success rate. rate. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder uh, if real ministers well, actually keep track of that. Never actually married to begin with. Yeah. So let's, let's really talk about that because if you Google, is the Universal Life Church legit, you're going to see their very well-paid-for advertising saying, of course we are. Absolutely. Are you crazy? And then 90,000 articles saying, no, they're not. This is fake. This is a scam. It's a scam. It's a pyramid scheme. They want you to get married so you can get other people to get married. And then you can marry. Now, if you Google is the earth flat or will these crystals cure my hemorrhoids, you're also going to find 3,000 articles saying yes, yes, no, no. So as with all things we talk about on this show, let's look at reality. What We're going to average the- out the articles and just take whichever one has more articles. That is how you do the law. You, <laughs> you, you click five random articles and whichever three agree with is the right answer. Yes. So the legitimacy of the Universal Life Church has been challenged in legal venues, primarily with respect to the questions of whether it constitutes a religious affiliation for tax purposes. Because a lot of people did what I did, got ordained to help their friends, family, etc., and then tried to claim re- religious exemption from taxes. Oh, just like uh, what you did. Right. And I, I did not <laughs> – no, I did not do that. Uh, but I can tell you that the IRS, they don't have such a – you're not going to get such luck with them. If you're opening a Universal Life Church hall, if you're opening one of their <laughs> their churches – A church. Maybe. Uh, but that that's not what anybody here is doing, and that's not what we're going to talk about. What we are going to talk about is whether or not the marriages I did are legitimate, whether or not Austin's marriage is legitimate, and whether or not <laughs> I episode. And I'm allowed to ordain people. So, uh, Allie, you are ordained. It is a pyramid scheme. So how do you do it, really? What do you do to ordain me? I did it. That That's quite literally. I, we, I asked them. So uh, 
when you go to Universal Life Church, which is the monastery.org, not sponsoring them and not even, I'm certainly not saying uh, go sign not up with them. them. Listen to this Austin's disclaimer at the beginning of the episode. All of this is blah, 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 blah. So uh, I did it. I am allowed to ordain people as simply as just saying, Ali, you're now ordained. You are a minister of the Universal Life Church. Uh, that's it. It's official. That is the same as if you go on the website and click their button and now you're ordained. Uh, however, just many like ship states, captains, it's, it's just like ship captains. I don't know <laughs> what that means. Uh, but many, uh, states require extra documentation or extra steps. So the universal life church has gone through not even just every state, but every, uh, township and, and, and county, uh, and, and made sure that the documents you need, they can get for you. Now those cost money. I that's used right. to, uh, I use and not much to be fair. I mean, it'll it'll certainly be cheaper to ordain your friend through this than to go hire a minister for your wedding. However, well, no, a lot of times you just have to donate to whatever their congregation. Yeah, you just got to okay, join a church. You, you got to go there it's for six you. months. You got to pay money. Would you got to donate make sure that under God is in your soul. I mean, would, would somebody? I no. Okay, so it'll cost you five to fifty dollars to get most people ordained legally through the Universal Life Church and all the documents you need. Again, not recommending that. I'm just saying that's about what it is. Uh, so that said, every single case of the Universal Life Church being challenged in court, Ali, guess the outcome. Valid. Not legitimate. We, we can uh, say that it is much worse. <laughs> it is much worse than than Morrison's record with marriages. Yeah. So every single time it's been challenged, it has been found that the minister from the Universal Life Church is not a clergy member. Now, all 50 states and even down to townships have different laws for marriages. However, most, and I mean most, 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 require either a civil servant from the town or a clergy member to be the one to marry you. Universal Life Universal Life Church is a respected, no, <laughs> oh, I won't say respected, but Universal Life Church is a legitimate religious organization as far as paperwork goes. However, these these towns and these clerkships have every right to say, we don't accept this. Now, that's not happened that I'm aware of. The clerkship, the, the town hall, they accept the Universal Life Church marriage certificates. Yep. But the times, the very few times, but the times, it's got bumped up to a judge in a court of law the judge said, nope, not legitimate, doesn't count. And, and that speaks a lot to our checks and balances system in America. The executive branch, the, the town hall, the clerkship, they are not there to interpret the law. They're there to enforce the law. It says clergyman or civil servant. This is a clergyman claiming to be a minister. Great. They sign off on it. Uh, the judge, however, can interpret that law and say, when we wrote clergyman, we did not mean kid on the internet clicking OK. First of all, it's ridiculous that the government can tell you whether you're married or divorced. Yeah, right. But you got to get state's permission. My yeah. gosh. Yeah, well, I, I couldn't agree more as somebody who's done this. And I think the 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 reason this church was founded or, or, or this process started is because, first off, very few people are religious in America anymore, uh, at least in out of the South. And the reality is most people don't want to get married by a stranger. You don't want to get married by the person at, at town hall. You don't want to get married by a, a rabbi or a priest you don't know. Now, there's obviously exceptions to that. If you are religious and you're close with your priest or rabbi, it's probably lovely. If you want not all the frills of a big wedding and you just love who you're with and you want to get married, of course, town hall makes sense. But for the people who want the ceremony, they want the big, close family feel there. Of course, you like you, Austin, you, want, you wanted your brother-in-law to do it. O'Connor wanted me to do it. 
uh, there, there is something to that. And putting so many roadblocks there is, you know, all the same reasons that gay marriage is not legal in some places. It's, it's just archaic holding on to ridiculousness. I know a bunch of people who had destination weddings, for example, and to find somebody to marry them in that destination that like maybe doesn't even speak the same language. It was such a process. So I can totally understand why this would be a thing. But I'm not worried because we're covered both ways, because not only were we married, we were also hand fasted, which is a tradition going back centuries wait, back when wait, you couldn't what get were you? hand fasted. Don't eat. Uh, no, hand fasted. So, <laughs> Thank you. so that's a tradition going back centuries for when you couldn't get a priest there for a long time and you might as well just get married yourself. Uh, so I'm not I'm not worried about that. We got uh, we got ropes tied no, around our you hands. You didn't explain what hand fasted is. I want you to. <laughs> so uh, so hand fasting is when you have ropes tied around your hands to join you, and each rope uh, is a different color to symbolize different things like love and fertility and other stuff. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's what hand fasting is. Like that when Pedro was but saying like, oh, and so that so the. What was it, but was that's it, it was, just like a, a tradition thing. Like, it's I've all tradition, before, where, like, Allie. They tie no, knots and like, Allie, certain if... knots that can't be broken. Like it's all. I've seen that as part of wedding ceremony. Allie, Cynthia, and I are still bound together by our hands. Okay, you would. You <laughs> would think she's attached to you right now. <laughs> yeah, she's yeah, just she's really serious. far away. But Hi, you would, Cynthia. You you would think that, but if you finish the legislation, it says you have to be married by civil servant, clergyman, or weird for hand ropes. Rope. Yeah. Right. Yes. Hand fasting. Thank you. As long as they're different colors. Uh, no. So, so Austin, <laughs> you bring up a, an interesting point, though. Uh, doing this podcast is probably the most dangerous thing to your marriage possible because <laughs> most states say that if you believed your clergyman was a, a legitimate clergyman, then your marriage exists and is fine. I can uh, believe but that. Since, but since you know that it's not. No, Pedro is definitely a clergyman. He gives service to large groups of people in a public house that sells um, beverages. Uh, cool. Very Let's frequently. talk about what a clergy member is. Yeah. And honestly, because I'm not very religious and I am Jewish by background and, and tradition. Ew. So I don't know what, <laughs> like, I, clergyman, obviously I know the term, but like, it's never been part of my life. Well, clergyman just means anyone from any religion who. Uh, well, yes, traditionally written, that is that is not a Judaic word, but it is the way the laws are written. It just means anyone, a rabbi, priest, uh, equivalent in any other religion. Could a uh, deacon do it? State marriage laws. <laughs> so state marriage laws all look pretty similar, but the way they define clergy differs. So that's actually a really good question, Allie. And you just did a great segue without even trying. So thank you. Uh, effortless yeah <laughs> to be able to perform marriages the person officiating generally must be considered a clergy member under state law and many statutes define clergy member as someone who has a congregation and a following meaning you have a place to conduct services and people show up that's <gasps> wait a minute exclude ministers or priests from online ordination services since i am an, a minister i'm not a clergyman because i don't have a flock. I don't have people who come to me in any religious sense ever outside of me wanting to perform these marriages. Does That's this their mean, line. Does this mean that like big like Twitch channels and YouTube channels that that those people are clergymen? 
No, I don't even know how you could possibly <laughs> because they that. have really big flocks that they regularly ple- yeah. preach to. They're not they holding services. <laughs> yeah, so no. Uh, but in mo- in most states, most state officials absolutely do not care about this distinction. If you say you're a minister, that's a minister that is good enough for just about every town hall in America. I mean, but real talk, Austin's comment wasn't actually so stupid. If they were conducting like services via Twitch, well, that would have been a different question. That's a whole new Twitch services. channel, baby. Austin just meant if anyone has fans, are they a minister? <laughs> so like Guns and Roses. Influencer is a is a yeah, uh, so I totally agree. If they're conducting services online and people are showing up, how is that different than Joel Austin? You know, yeah, I think that would count. So in most states, in actually 46 states, a person ordained through an online process is still a minister, at least for the purpose of marrying a couple. Now, Universal Life Church, if you go to their website, they take this seriously as seriously as they could it's basically the advice you would get uh like ali if i came to you and you were busy and you said and i was like i'm gonna set up an online church how do i do it and then you were busy and you said well i can't do it there's no lawyer who wants to talk to you so talk to austin uh that's like who wrote this disclaimer on their site they're like they're like we have a gathering every saturday all are welcome uh, and it's all like, are uh, welcome. Yeah, I, I kind of want to go to Seattle and see if it's real one week. Like, it's what are you doing? There? Is that they're, they're probably boozing. People? Yeah, Universal Life Church is based in Seattle. Uh, oh, but, no, it's Seattle. That's right. They have lots of coffee. So, so I, I jokes aside, when I did this stuff, I took it very seriously. I did not want to be the reason my friends were not married. That's horseshit. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So I, I did. I took it very seriously, and w- one of my group of friends was getting married in Virginia. And one was getting married in New York City. Everywhere else was problem-free. But those two come with quite a few problems. And about a month before the wedding in Virginia, my friend sent me a link saying Virginia just passed a law saying online ministers are no longer okay. So, wedding's coming up fast. We're not... Yeah, I mean, they started looking at this woman. uh, Her name was Joy. And her website was like, feel the joy. And (laughs) there was no way I was going to let this woman take my seat. Yeah. Side so and a line like that. Yeah. So there was no way I was letting her do it. So I quite literally petitioned the the, the town hall. They said no. I petitioned uh, the the kind of level in between, and I went so far as to get a court order from a judge, the state approving, senate, approving me as a temporary minister for this one ceremony only, only because I was, and the only reason he granted it is because I was not from the state. Because I swore I would never be a minister in Virginia again or ever ask again, and that I would leave Virginia immediately after. Oh my God. I'm trying to get rid of you. I thought you would leave immediately after that. I've never told this story to our attorney in Virginia, Noah Downs. I should. I, I'm not barred from Virginia. Noah's probably a minister there. Yeah, I'm not barred from Virginia, but I had to leave immediately after and kind of reset and prove are like you barred I'm, in Virginia. <laughs> no. Uh, so, but we have attorneys who are haha advertising. Ha-ha. But anyway, so the uh, that's that's true. I, in Virginia, I quite literally got an order from a judge saying my my wedding was okay. How do they have the balls to say Virginia is for lovers when they won't right? even allow you? Oh to my do that? gosh! Well, it's for lovers. It's it's not for people getting married. <laughs> yeah, it's for it's for weekends at Virginia Beach, and then please get out. It's you. It's you find love there, and you enjoy love there, and then you leave. Right. Uh, and then in New York City, it's even crazier because you have to go into this like room that if God was on earth and real would be sitting in judging you. 
Uh, I've never been more uncomfortable in a room in my life. And you go in, there's just this pedestal with the thickest, largest book I've ever seen. They flip to the page and it's called the uh, the Record of Ministers or something like that. And every actual priest, rabbi, et cetera, in New York City has to sign this oh. to be able to perform marriages. And Universal Life Church uh, were above and beyond for me and gave me an insane amount of documents to go and improve that I was a minister here. And I signed this book to you make signed New your York name book. in the Holy of Holies. <laughs> I am in the Holy of Holies. Uh, as a minister, and I performed the marriage in New York City. And, Did you and, take a picture uh, of the book? No. Are you oh. kidding me? You don't. I have never been more nervous than I was in that room. Oh, Every my God. That sounds so cool. came back before me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. That sounds awesome. And what, what a ritual to have to undergo. You can't share that book. That's like the secret society. Yeah. There's also, I just want to apologize to the listeners. We're recording in our, in, a, in our office right now. and <laughs> We're both trying to pretend like this isn't happening. Yeah, and, and the the strangest craziest window washer is outside of our window right now scraping as hard as he can against Hanging the window 26 floors up in the sky yeah it's, it's he's literally dangling above certain doom man i hope uh, those guys make a good living because that's I, terrifying i doubt they do uh cut that actually i don't want to comment on that cut that oh, okay you can say yours and then okay. cut my response okay uh yeah yeah they absolutely deserve it this looks terrifying uh but regardless he's scraping the window is very strongly and I'm, I'm sure you guys <laughs> vigorously so no. i apologize i can't hear it which means other people can't hear it but i can imagine the vigorous strokes that he is making to make sure that that window is clean Austin, if i had ten dollars for every episode that you said sounded fine and then it goes up and it sounds like a a, a, a hyena dying in a forest fire or like tyler the creator <laughs> do your impression <laughs> I can't even make pterodactyl sounds right now. I haven't had enough coffee. No, come on. Let it out. <laughs> uh, Allie's just jealous I got to go to the Grammys and she didn't. Yeah. I got a Dodgers game. Wait a minute. <laughs> Brian, I mean, that's not name dropping, but that's event dropping. Yeah, humble event brag drop. Uh, but okay, Austin, so we, we opened up this episode by saying... All of these marriages are not legitimate, and everyone that's been tested in court has failed. So good luck, Austin. But let me walk you back into the land. I of hope happy. I don't have a pension. <laughs> in, in all seriousness, in all seriousness, everyone that's gone to a judge has gone because the couple wanted to divorce and they wanted a reason and an out. Ha, you're not states, even married. No divorce <laughs> needed. Uh-huh. I mean, that, that's literally what happened. I hate my husband. They won't. They're contesting this divorce, but. We're not even married. This guy got ordained online. This is a joke. And the judge was like, yeah, that sounds right. Hammer, hammer, <laughs> gavel, gavel. Uh, I truly believe that if this was tested uh, in a real way or if this was me on the other side and my significant other was saying this didn't matter, I wouldn't let it go so easily. Uh, I think by the letter of the law. Depends how much you hated them. Well, for sure. It de- it, I mean, it depends if they're – Austin's joke is not incorrect. I mean, the reason people are are doing this and going to court and saying this was never legitimate is to get out of alimony, to not – to kick people off their pension plans. It's actually terrifying. Uh, yeah, so I really hope – It's crazy that this kind of thing is not like a cemented process and is, well, can be contested like this. Do you know it's why crazy. it's crazy, Austin? Because over half of the marriages in America are now done by members of the Universal Life Church. Over oh half. Is half that not insane? Is that half of us aren't even married. Divorce rate is over half. Yeah, it's actually. <laughs> hey, I just said I'm one for one. 
the thirteen year olds getting married in the Christian church are the ones getting divorced, not the not my my flock. Well, actually, I think that that would bring the divorce rate down because those people that got married. No, my flock is legit. Thirteen for thirteen, baby. The, uh, the, the people that got married aren't even getting divorced. So, so the Austin, divorce rate's going I, down. I am not advising anyone listening to this. I am disclaiming this, that I have no idea what I'm talking about in a global sense. But Austin, I'm telling you specifically that you are married. You should believe it. And I will help Don't you. Let anybody tell you you're not married. I'm a believer. And if Cynthia ever tries to divorce you, I'm going to wish her well because she deserves better. But <laughs> if, 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 if not, I'll have your back. And we will fight this. And we will make sure that every judge honors this forevermore. Oh, that's fine. I'm not the one that's settled. I'm comfortable. She just had that at the wedding. I'm a yeah. believer. <laughs> uh, no, well, Cynthia, actually, was, no. C- Cynthia was so happy at this wedding the entire time that not, like I could have said worse than Rick Roll and she would have loved I mean, it. Happy wife, happy life. Right? Honestly, right. I mean, honestly, we were just so focused on one another that the rest of you just faded into the background as you should have. I'm going to tweet out a picture when this episode goes live of uh, you and Cynthia on the altar. Oh, man. People, yeah, I think people can't possibly imagine the masks and the, the gowns. So, and- so the wedding, just to, just to help, the, the wedding was inspired by the masquerade scene from Labyrinth. So, yeah, that's right. That's oh, it. That that's- makes sense because from the photos, it kind of reminded me of like – um, a mix of a masquerade ball and a renaissance festival. It yep. reminded well, me of the swords. Oh, what, what babe? babe? The babe with the power. Oh, what power? power? The power, power of hoodoo. hoodoo. Who do? You do. Do what? Uh, Robbie Robert. the babe. Oh, wait, I haven't seen Labyrinth in 15 years and I remember that. That's because David Bowie Because David Bowie is, yeah, he's he's literally magical. This oh, my goodness. This is why you guys are you guys and I am me because I have no freaking clue what you guys are talking <gasps> about. Oh, and my God, Allie. The babe, all I thought about was the, the baby Ruth. No. Babe Ruth? Yes. Oh, well, I thought the pig for sure. Yeah, right. That's right. With the spider. <laughs> Any, uh, anyway, Allie, we got to get you. you not, uh, are you insulting David Bowie? Is that how you really want to end? <laughs> no, <laughs> Allie has my words. Is that what you guys do in the life church? Yeah, you're, you're, no, you just insult, you just said that's why you guys are you guys and I'm us guys. So, because you, you haven't seen Labyrinth and you don't like David Bowie. Well, it, okay. What well, what's this got to do with David Bowie? He's the one who sings what we just sang. What's in this got to do with him? He's, he's the Goblin you know, King. Yeah, Labyrinth is David Bowie's fever dream. Yeah, really, the like the movie would not be what it was without David Bowie, and there was, was some other casting movie. possibilities. Whoa, it's a great movie. It's a Are ter- you insulting Austin's wedding now? It's yeah, such well, a I think romp. I have it for an hour. <laughs> and Cynthia's favorite movie. Uh, just, just making sure. Yeah, uh, so uh, as always, follow Allie at A-L-I Rothman on Twitter. She will not tweet. Uh, follow Austin at Robot Austin. Follow me at Morrison, and follow the follow show. Follow the at- show at Robot underscore Congress. I and thought we, we were will- going to do that in in unison. No, you didn't. You oh, just wanted tweet, to take but over. I see you. Uh, <laughs> uh, there is no unison. But anyway, what'd you say, Ali? You won't tweet, but what? I see you. <laughs> <laughs> I see you. Ali's Mowage. never tweeting, but she's always watching. Uh, so we will tweet out some pictures from the wedding thank thank y'all for letting us have an extended holiday break we'll see you next week bye (laughs) bye Greg didn't say bye damn it that was a headgum podcast